Hi, I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You Podcast, where you'll learn how to operate from a place of confidence and make better choices with men. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. We're going to be covering something that's been on my mind a lot. It's all the negativity that's in the air these days, if you may have noticed, and how we could overcome that a little bit. Uh, before I get into that, I just want to uh, encourage you to uh, leave us a podcast review on Apple or Spotify. Uh, at the end of the podcast, I'm going, to ex- I'm going to incentivize you to do that. You may even call it an ethical bribe to leave me a positive podcast review, and I'll tell you all about that at the end. If you are listening to this podcast and you're a high-achieving woman and you're struggling with love, and you actually want to get love and not just listen to podcasts about love, uh, go to evanmarkcats.com forward slash apply, book a time to talk with me, and uh, we'll figure out a plan customized just for you to get you the love that you deserve, a relationship where you feel safe, heard, and understood. Without further ado, um, today's podcast is called Are You Complaining Too Much? And uh I think we all recognize that it's easy to see flaws in other people that we have ourselves. I'm guilty as charged. Uh, I'm not saying I'm above it. I'm saying that a big part of life is recognizing when you have a problem. One of the great ironies is that we live in a society that has never had greater abundance. There's never been more than there is today. And we can get into this. Uh, this is going to be, be a, a, a nice conversation over a bottle of wine. I used to have this conversation with my uncle at Thanksgiving dinner, and he's like, you know, the world has never been a better place. And the, all the, the younger cousins would you know, argue with him about how what a, what a shit show it is out there. And I think you could look at it in two different ways. On one hand, you could look at the news and you could say climate change, and you could say war, and you can say democracy, and you would be right. Those are no small things that may or may not impact your day-to-day life, but they're real. Uh, It's ambient noise, and it's pretty negative. But you could also come back with another counterfactual. Read a Steven Pinker book. He would talk about how there's never been less death, fewer deaths, from war. There's never been a better time in history to be uh, black or gay or trans or a woman than today. You wouldn't want to go back to 20 years ago, 40 years ago, or 50 years or 100 years ago. So there's never been a better time for that as well. There's never been a better time to be a smart, strong, successful woman who is independent uh, than there is today. You're not trapped in some marriage where you have to um, cook him dinner and feel stuck because you can't be on your own. There are many reasons to talk about why it's never been a better time to be alive than today. And yet we feel what we feel. A lot of it has to do with the news. A lot of it has to do with social media. A lot of it has to do with having cell phones in our pockets. And then there's just our natural temperaments. We can't help ourselves. This is human. We compare lives to each other. Comparison is the enemy of contentment. And yet we still look at our friends with envy who took a really cool vacation, right? Who have really cute family photos, who 
post their full body shots and their bodies are better than ours and they put their filters on and they look better than ours and we feel bad about ourselves and we doom scroll until we find something else to feel feel bad about and that is the human condition enabled by the power of technology and then there's just the small indignities of life there's waiting on hold with customer service for an hour only to have someone accidentally hang up on you. There's someone in a Tesla cutting you off in car line, which is something that my wife complains about virtually every day of her life. <laughs> it's just very easy to lose sight of the big picture. So today I want to talk about the big picture because if we don't, we end up dwelling in the negative. In, in saying this, as I said, I'm, I'm not above it. I think there's definitely something to culture, right? Jews, big complainers, have a lot to complain about, but big complainers. That is a cultural thing, the, the acceptance of complaining. The Jewish people talk about this all the time. Right? Oh, well, I'm gonna send the food back. I don't like where I'm sitting in the restaurant. There's a draft over here. I'm too close to the kitchen. All the old Woody Allen jokes. This food is terrible and such small portions. It's very, very common to be okay with complaining. We're certainly not a stoic people and there's a there's a culture that is more stoic and they don't complain about everything and it's very stiff upper lip i think there's probably a cost to that so if anything i'm looking for the middle ground not to bury your head in the sand and pretend nothing's ever wrong but to find the the reality right this is reality-based dating coaching find the reality in the situations understand that these indignities these that we must go through and yeah, the louis ck bit about complaining that the wi-fi on the pl the plane isn't working and getting really angry that the wi-fi on the plane isn't working instead of appreciating that you're flying you know business class to you know to some uh cool country we tend to get ground into what's wrong instead of what's right and so i complain about money uh, I've never made more money. My wife complains about friends. She's never had more friends. My kids complain about homework, even though from where I sit, they have virtually no homework. My clients, my listeners, readers, complain about dating relationships, men, often with good reason. Never want to minimize your valid complaints about dating relationships and men. But here's the problem. There's no power in a complaint. I don't want to, you know, uh, treat you like you're a victim. You're not a victim. That's not that's not where this podcast is going. But there's never really a power in a complaint. We vent. We want to be heard. We want to feel validated. This is how awful it is. I'm going to go to one of those Facebook groups that you know, talk about are we dating the same guy? And we're going to talk about how terrible all these guys are. I'm going to go onto a group. I'm going to talk to my women friends and complain about this guy who texted this and this guy who came on too strong. And, and again, not defending men. I'm just informing you that that is a subset of men. It's not all men. And you don't have to necessarily let it get to you. Complaints dwell on problems. They don't solve them. And as a coach, my interest is in helping people solve problems. And part of the solution to the problem is that understanding we can't eradicate the problem. Right? Nothing we say here is going to stop Tesla's from cutting in front of my wife in the car line or... Nothing we say or do here is going to make men stop saying, hey, you're hot, want to come over, 
right? And then getting really angry when you reject them. Nothing we do is going to change that. So how do we understand? How do we reframe? And how do we actually problem solve to move forward, which is the most effective way of dealing with the various things that beset us in life? Sometimes I get on the phone. I, I coach women for a living. I mean, can't coach women without, without having a pretty high tolerance for complaints about dating relationships and men. And we'll get on the phone. I got you know, 30 women across the top of the screen on Zoom on a Tuesday night. And I'll get a question. I, I, it's a live Q&A and I'll get a question. And I'll realize it wasn't even a question. It was just a complaint. It was a woman telling me about her date and all the things that this guy did that she didn't like. And I won't interrupt her. I'll let her go through her thing. And then at the end of it, I'll say with a little bit of a bemusement because my clients know me and I know them, what was your question? And you always catch the person being like, um, either I guess I don't have a question, I guess I just needed to vent, or why do guys do this, right? And I could explain why guys do X, Y, and Z. Whatever your complaint, I could explain why he does that. Why would a guy text me for three weeks without asking me out? Well, he's texting a whole bunch of other people who he's more interested in and he's asking them out. Why would a guy sleep with me if he wasn't seriously interested in me? Well, because he found you physically attractive and he wanted to have sex and he didn't want to have a relationship. And there's usually very, very simple answers to why would a guy do X, Y, and Z. They're not mysterious. But when calls, when coaching calls devolve into complaint fests, there's nothing really to learn, right? So I'm always going to ask you when you have a very valid complaint, after I validated your complaint, yeah, that sucks. What is your question? What is the reframe? What's another possible interpretation? And what are we gonna do about it to minimize that from happening in the future? That is where your power lies. So going on about a guy and the stupid text he did or how bad his breath is or the guy who disappeared and came back without an explanation. It is the same as getting paralyzed by climate change or gun control right, and feeling really powerless. As a dating coach for high achieving women, you've achieved great things in your life. This is one thing that has remained more challenging. Why? Because you don't have that much control of it. At work, you could power your way to the top put your head down, work harder, play the corporate game better. You figure out how to navigate that. Online dating, first dates, dating multiple men, sex, communication, choosing to find that blend between chemistry and compatibility. These are things that people don't teach you in school. And so it remains a great source of frustration. So what I offer you on this Love You podcast and more pointedly in Love You live coaching is the ability to reframe the negativity, the ability to get out of your own way, the ability to understand the why in terms of why men do what they do. And on top of that, make better dating and relationship choices that are more empowering, that are more likely to get you the love you deserve. In the absence of you joining me in Love You, Right. What can you do right now to focus on the positive rather than the negative? There's tons of stuff written about it. I'm sure you're listening to some women's empowerment you know, podcast that talks about the value of self-care. I look at it through a slightly different lens. I'm not against you taking you know, a spa weekend or meditating. That's all great. 
But I want to do this with people. I think people and connection is everything. All the longitudinal studies out there, the David, David Brooks articles and the Arthur C. Brooks articles and all the studies on happiness talk about the human connection. Small gestures for each other. Assuming, assuming positive intent that even the person who is annoying you right now is probably a good person who doesn't see the world the way you do, has a different agenda, has a different set of beliefs, but is not to be summarily discarded as a bad person. Right? Putting more time and effort into relationships. My best friend uh, moved to Austin, Texas, as half of Los Angeles has. And he came back the other day, uh, last night, uh, just to take care of some business. And he came over and sat with my wife and my kids. And he talked about something uh, which probably could be its own podcast. He's 51, maybe 52. I'm 51. My wife is 54. And he was talking about in his cohort with his friends how younger people, and again, there are certainly younger people listening to this podcast, how younger people talk about things differently than people who are Generation X. And he's observing it. He doesn't want to blame it. He's not throwing all of his friends under the bus. He said they're more likely to talk about stuff. They're likely to talk about their keto diet, their biohack, their cold plunge, where they're traveling, what news source they're learning to distrust, right? What they're sort of rebelling against, their work, their startup, the thing that their 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 latest passion, their latest food that they're trying. And he goes, one of the things that nobody talks about is people. And it's not, it's again, I think it's generational. I think it's cultural. People are our great connection. And if you want to have better connections with people and you want to have better dates with people and you want people to feel close to you, right? Don't just, don't be afraid of this, but veer towards asking people about their past, asking people about their families and their exes and their hopes and their dreams and their fears and their desires, right? And the loves lost and the disappointments they've had and where they thought they'd be in the career where, versus where they are, right? And really get into people's deep-seated story and their personal philosophy. And I haven't read the new David Brooks book yet. Uh, the subtitle is, is you know, something like the art of being deeply seen and seeing others or something like that. That's the, the concept of the book. But the more we can invest our time and energy in having real authentic conversations with people, right? people that aren't the same as, as we are, people who might disagree with us, our neighbors, right? our friends, our family members, and certainly the person that you are going out on a date with. The more we can talk about people and the less we talk about stuff. What are you streaming? Where are you traveling? That's what you do. That's not who you are. And so in my previous podcast, I just mentioned a really special time that I had um, with my wife's brothers and their girlfriends and my second cousins and their spouses and my kids and my mom and her partner, uh, all seated together at dinner in the pool by the fire pit, talking until the wee hours. Right. And I'm thinking of where I'm going tonight, which is to a couple's dinner club that my wife and I started. 
with people that I think are just really interesting, extroverted people who have something to say, right? And how the way we chose our friends were these are the people who are going to go until one in the morning and can have conversations without getting too uncomfortable and can disagree without getting too uncomfortable. It's how I veer and choose my friends. And it's not that I have it all figured out. I don't claim to have it all figured out. Um, I'm transparent about my flaws. I write about them uh, in my blog and certainly on my Substack and subs in, in uh, the one I just did about my marriage, an ode to marriage. If you go to evanmarkatz.com forward slash Substack and you could read an ode to marriage, which is a piece I wrote about my 15th anniversary and about my wife. But I'm telling you right, that if you just grab onto one nugget of this, you could have a better world and a more expansive world that's not based on focusing on what's wrong with people, but focusing on what we have in common with people, even people who cut us off, even people who vote for the other party, even people that you don't think you could spend more than two hours with, people you don't necessarily wanna have a relationship with. I think we've become really quick to complain and write off everybody who disagrees with us about one thing or another as bad. And where does that leave us? In a tribe, a very, very narrow tribe of people. I think it's a very, very lonely world. I just want to encourage you not to dismiss your very valid complaints about what's wrong, but to maybe spend an equal amount of energy finding gratitude for what's right and making better connections with people, both people that you disagree with on certain things and people that you don't. Because I can tell you that my mom is now somehow uh, in a lesbian marriage. Uh, started that at age 69 after being married to two men. And my wife's brother is a lifetime conservative coming from a you know, right-wing Navy family in San Diego. And they are the fastest of friends. And my mom even invited him to come to her place in North Carolina over Christmas. And I know this has gone way far afield from talking about complaints. But I think the opposite of complaints is really gratitude. And not just gratitude for stuff you have, but gratitude for people that you have. And when you have gratitude for people, that positive energy emanates to everybody around you. And it makes you a humbler person, a more likable person, a more dateable person, a more vulnerable person, a more lovable person. Being in a positive space, in short, is one of the most effective things you can do for your love life. All right. You don't want to be with a negative guy who's complaining about his job and the weather and the news and the hospitals and the media and, oh, God. All right. You know that. You see that. Don't fall into that trap because I'm telling you as a guy who has a bent towards negativity and has spent 20 years fighting against it and I'm getting better at it it is so much better on this side it's better for you and it's better for everyone around you and you're likely to find a more positive partner with more positive energy before you go don't move on to the next podcast don't fast forward through this I'm giving you a gift my gift 
is something that I created years ago. I got to read it on my phone, swipe right on my phone to open it up. Um, it's a gift that I created called um, Focus Coaching. It is a hour-long coaching call where I take questions from usually about five or six women on one specific topic. This topic is called moving on in the spirit of getting out of your negativity. Here's the description. It's hard to move on after a painful breakup. You're still thinking of him, comparing everybody to him, wondering why things didn't work out with him, secretly hoping to get him back and dreading returning to the dating world only to go out with men you don't feel you can love as much. If you were struggling to get over a guy, this is for you. But here's the thing. There's a reason that you broke up. The reason is, is that one or both of you determined you were incompatible and you were not going to make each other happy for the next 35 years, which is to say that if your relationship were healthy, strong, and worth preserving, you'd still be together. It is time to move on. So this coaching call on moving on and letting go is available for you for free. I sell it on my website for $27. I'm giving it to you for free. And all you have to do is this. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify Podcasts, write a review, take a photo of the review, send it via email to my assistant, Amy at support at evanmarkcats.com. And we will open up this coaching call, focus coaching, moving on, valued at $27, absolutely free, just for taking a minute to write something positive on a platform and then prove that you did it. Once you do that, we will take care of you. So it's not a huge gift. Uh, a huge gift is coming up next week, but a very small gift for a very small favor. My name is Evan Marcatz. Thanks for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click the subscribe button, ring the bell, and choose all to get notified when new content comes out. If you're on Apple or Spotify, please leave a written review, which helps to amplify this podcast to other high-achieving women who are ready for love. And if you want a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood, go to www.evanmarcatz.com forward slash apply and watch my free video about how you could fix your broken man picker. When you're done, apply to Love You to join other women in a coaching community where you'll gain confidence, raise your standards for what you expect from men, and get the relationship you deserve. I'll see you there.